Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Ketty is back. Kelly Santer, I want to thank you, Kelly, for filling in for me while you were gone. I was gone. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. You're a team, and and, uh, that's what we do, man. I was in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains with my family, and I had a great time. And uh, Kelly, as always, uh, did a great job of taking care of stuff. All right, uh, glad to be back. It's always a great day when Joy Lee McNellis is on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she is with us today. And, uh, Coach, as always, we love hearing from you, and you tell me you're feeling good and doing good today. I am. I am doing really well, and it's always fun to get on with you guys. Well, we appreciate you very much, Coach. All right, so a couple weeks ago was at practice, and we interviewed this young lady named Morgan Seeper, and uh, found her to be quite delightful and – very articulate young lady, but little did I know what a shooting ace you discovered. She hits uh, for seven three-pointers and your big win over Akron, 23 points. Uh, true freshman, that's pretty unusual stuff, Coach. You know, she really is a different kind of kid. She's just kind of cut out of her own cloth. And to be honest with you, all my years of coaching – she may be the most, if not the second most, committed player I have ever coached. Wow. Wow. And, I mean, she shoots the ball every single day. She always tries to get someone to give her an extra workout. You know, she's always, she's just that kid, always in film. We're working on uh, North Alabama. She's in film with the coaches, just comes by wanting to watch, wanting to learn. And she's just very eager. I just hope that eagerness does not change. And I really think, and I've shared this with her, not only is she building her confidence because we know how much she's working, it builds our confidence in her. Mm-hmm. And because we know she has put in the time. And it's kind of the ongoing joke around here. All the men's staff knows her because when they're getting ready to start practice, they go early mornings, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. She's always in here. You know, she doesn't say, I'll do it in the afternoon. She gets up early every morning and is in here. Our cleaning crew that cleans the Coliseum, <laughs> they all know her because she's in here. And I just think that's what makes her different. And, you know, sure, there's going to be games. She has bad shooting games. But, you know, and she goes and grabs six rebounds. Um, but she's just really a very special young lady. How would you find her, Coach? Well, we've known Morgan for several years uh we even watched watched her sisters play um when they played but morgan played for a team called fgb out of florida which we sign a lot of their kids a lot of their kids from hdb uh a guy named kenny Kalina runs it um and we're all pretty good friends with kenny and so that's we watched her we couldn't we wasn't quite sure to be honest with you about it. We knew she could shoot it, but what else could she do? And so the summer before her senior year, we really locked in, or the spring before her senior year, we locked in on how she played against a really good athlete. 
How did she handle that defensively, offensively? So after we went through the April and May evaluation, we were sure that we wanted her. We invited our elite camp and came to elite camp and committed a couple of weeks after that. So we were really excited. So that's really what we would consider a diamond in the rough that really has started shining a whole lot earlier than we expected. Yeah, no question. And Kelly's here with me. And Kelly, you and Morgan are both big, uh, as she told us in the interview, uh, fans of – the goat, and I guess she kind of <laughs> emulates Tom Brady in a lot of ways, right? I, I don't know where you got the report that I'm a fan of Tom Brady's, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you unequivocally that that is incorrect. Uh, I, I am not a fan of, of Tom Brady's. I am a fan, though, of Connor McNellis, who is the uh, the latest addition to the uh, coaching staff for the Lady Eagles. And yes, he has the la- the same last name as Coach Joy Lee McNellis because he is <laughs> the youngest child of uh, Dennis and Joy Lee McNellis. So tell us, after two years at Arkansas State, how your son uh, got to be an assistant coach now at Southern Miss, Coach. Well, after I was diagnosed with cancer, you know, he really struggled with that, emotionally and mentally. Um, And so he came home uh, in August after I had had surgery where they had gone in and removed the tumor and all that. And it really bothered him. So then he has, then he's home when I have my first chemo treatment, and I was so sick. And I was trying to take care of my parents. They were both with me. I couldn't hardly get my head off the bed. And uh, he says, Mom, I have to come home. You can't deal with this. I said, Son, you're not coming home for your mother. You have a job. You have a good job. You know, you've had success. You'll be good again this year, blah, 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 blah. And he just kept going over and over. Mom, I'm not happy because I'm not down there. I'm miserable because I'm concerned. And so finally at media day, when we had media day, Sunbelt media day, um, he texts me and says, Mom, I'm coming home. And I didn't. I, we were busy, so I called Dennis that night. And he said, oh, yeah, he's on his way home now. He's coming. And I said, well, I don't know if I can talk to him tonight because I'll probably say some stuff I shouldn't say because it's not what I wanted him to do. And I will tell you, the night he came in, my dad was taken to the ER from Picayune up here to Forest General. He had lost all use of his legs, could not walk, and Connor went straight to the hospital, came by the house, and he went straight to the hospital. They ended up letting my dad out of the hospital that night, and for five days, Connor totally took care of my dad. He bathed him. He fed him. He slept with him at night because he's getting up out of the bed, not knowing where he was. And Connor nursed him back to health. And I told Connor and Dennis both, you know, as much as I did not want you to leave a job, it's really been a blessing to have him here with me. And the opportunity that Jeremy and them allowed him to be a volunteer coach with us, uh, as well has been really, really good, really good. It's truly been a real blessing. And, you know, with all that you have been dealing with personally, with, with your own health, I think what right. may or may not have been lost in the shuffle with a lot of Eagle fans is that 
you do have your parents. Uh, both of your parents are still with us. Yeah. They they are ailing and and getting getting older in age, so they sure. are your responsibility. So you have that on your plate as well. Your assistants have stepped up as you have as oh you have gosh. have reasonably you know given given them credit. You're you're you've always been a very hands on coach. So how have you? How have you rearranged and emotionally dealt with the fact that you can't be hands-on day-to-day like you have been in the past? Well, I will be honest with you, Kelly. It, it has been difficult for me mentally. Uh, by the grace of God, with the staff that I have, the new staff members that I have, Jessica Barber and Barbara Ferris, are two new. Both of them have been head coaches. And so they understand the big picture. They understand my shoes. You know, Jack's been with me five years. He understands. He's been here. Mac Garner, our director of basketball ops, he understands. And so that has truly been a blessing. And they've told me over and over, Coach, we've got this. Um, For example, you know, the other morning, on Thursday morning, a week ago, I woke up and I was really sick. Well, I didn't come to the first part of practice. You know, they did all the skill development, the combo drills, and I got here in time for the actual team stuff. So those are things and things that go on. You know, when you're dealing with college kids, there's always something going on uh, in their life that you have to help them with. And they've done a tremendous job of holding the fort down, making sure everything gets done. And, you know, I trust them. I truly trust them, and I think that's just a blessing that God's given us. And then I throw Connor in the mix, knowing that he knows everything I would want. That's been that's been a blessing, too. But I have a great staff. I'm just telling you, if this staff was not together, it would be difficult, more difficult. But but, because the trust and the respect we have for each other, it's just been amazing. But but even so, man, it's it's hard, and it's not not just Coach McNellis, Bob, and her, but anybody who's been in control of a situation, and you find for whatever circumstances that you can't be in control like you have right. been. It's tough, you know. You know, Kelly, and when you have like us, the type A personality, and wanting to have input, and wanting to cure everything, want to save everybody, you know, it, it really is. It's it's very difficult. But I will tell you, I have asked God to when this first all happened to give me direction so i could handle it to handle it mentally and since he's put these people in my life and they've done an amazing job just let it be and you know there's several things that have happened off the court that i never knew about until it was all over and they handled it and i was totally fine with that so I just think, and I told the players this, I said, I will give you my very best. I will not cheat you when it comes to helping you win games and helping you get better and helping you grow as a young lady. I will give my very best, and that's what I really try to do. All right, Coach, can you stick around another segment? Yes, sir. All right, Joy Lee McDellis on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob and Kelly. Thanks to Kelly Sander again for taking care of stuff in my absence. Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsored the opening segment of the show, and we appreciate them very much. Great place to take your family for dinner tonight. Great place to cater your next event. More with one of our very favorite people, Joy Lee McDellis, right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. Campus Bookmark sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Miss Kathleen and her staff do a great job, and I can tell you right now, if you've got a Golden Eagle on your Christmas list, well, it's a no-brainer. you got to go to Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. If you live in other parts of the country or state and listen to us every day, well, we'll remind you again today. You go to campusbookmart.net. Also, want to remind you about our podcast. It's available anytime on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle. In the week I was gone, did you have any more luck with Alexa? No. No. No, but no. I did get Alexa to... to into Butterball, you know, this time of year, you can get mm-hmm, turkey advice. Mm-hmm. One and a half pounds per person mm-hmm. is the size of turkey that you should get. Is that right? Just for what that's worth out there. So if you're having mm. 12 people for your Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. you should get an 18-pound bird. Well, there you and go. And that was through Alexa. Thanksgiving cooking tips with Kelly Santer is sponsored by... <laughs> yes, Butterball. <laughs> Butterball. <laughs> How ironic. Yes. <laughs> right? Kelly's right. always full of information. Uh, that's, oh, I'm, I'm, that's not always full of. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> 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 you beat me to it, Bob. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, let's talk a little basketball. Your your team beats a, I think, a solid Akron team by seventeen points. Uh, off to a two and zero start. You you know obviously beat the William Carey pretty pretty easily. You've got Morgan Sieper now. You got Dominique Davis. Uh, between them, they scored forty-seven points uh, the other night. You got Malia up in the post. Uh, you got to be feeling pretty good about this squad. You know, I think that um, I mean Morgan had a phenomenal game the other night as a true freshman, and Morgan's in our starting lineup um, and was during the Whitman Carey game, and of course against North. I mean against uh, Akron. You know, and I just think that. Honestly, we, it, you know, basketball season, like all seasons, you know, it's a journey. And every day is going to present a different challenge. But every day you got to lock in on what you need to lock in on to get, get them better. Um, you know, Dom has played really, really well to start the season in two games. You know, and again, when you look at Dom, she, I think she has like 23 points, six assists, one turnover, seven rebounds. Uh, and her stat line is really good. Morgan Seeper shot the cover off of it, as you mentioned earlier. And so, again, you know, Malia Grayson got in foul trouble, but she's going to be a double-digit scorer for us. She is. Uh, and then we got Decoria Bracey that was a transfer from Ole Miss that was with us last year. You know, she really caught on fire in that UNA game, and I think she was 6-for-13 from the floor. So, again, I think we're making strides. And so now we got the toughest stride. It's coming up is our first game on the road against a team that plays five out, all guards, um, and shoots a three ball. So is Malia Grayson a factor or a non-factor in the game? You know, I wish we were like football. You had an offensive unit and a defensive unit. That would help us. But unfortunately, we don't have that. So, you know, our coaches have really been locked in on trying to scout. To get, and you don't have a lot of scouts this time of the year. We've got uh, Missouri. When they played Missouri, they played Denver in a tournament. Um, so we've been able to have a few games to get under our belt to watch them. But that's going to be a challenge because you don't know how a Morgan Seeper, you don't know how those freshmen will handle going on the road, sleeping in the bed, accepting the challenge the next day. You just don't know. So that's the thing that makes coaching interesting is many, many times early in the season – there's a lot of unknown. And the thing that you hope and you pray for is just a level of consistency. 
And that's North Alabama, I think we, that we talked that's about. That's right, University that, of North Alabama in Florence. The, and uh, and they played uh, they did play Mizzou to a, a ten point game or so you know the other night so and again right. these are money games a lot of these games prior to conference are the the smaller schools sure. playing a lot of these bigger schools you know for for the money the money of course um, coach when it comes to what you like about your team what are what are you've told us some of the things that you like about them what are some things that um, maybe quite frankly you don't like so much at this point and would like to tighten up on. Well, I think, number one, our rebounding ability has really got to pick up. Um, you know, there is no reason with Ella Gray, Ja'Coria Brazy, Malia Grayson, you know, Morgan Seeper, you know, those kids, we got to board the ball. You know, we can't have 13 offensive rebounds. Now, we shot the ball really well against Akron, but still, I think we left too many empty possessions on the glass where we've got to go get some stick back. Um, that is a focus of ours is that. The other focus for us is we've not done a great job of closing out on shooters, which honestly really concerns me going into a team like North Alabama. And then next Tuesday we play Valparaiso here, which is another three-point shooting team. So this week already, that's what we tried to lock in on on these, um, on practice yesterday, on Monday and yesterday is really trying to get our mindset in crashing the glass, contesting a three ball, and let's get it and go. That's, that's been our two main focuses that we've got to make a step for this week and for next Tuesday. And then after that, it'll be two more steps we have to make. But I think in order for us to get a win on the road, we have to dominate both sides of the glass. And I want to and I want to ask you about an NIL deal that Caitlin Clark from uh, the, the University yeah. of Iowa scored. Uh, a women's basketball player at Iowa signed a one million dollar NIL deal. Uh, what does that mean? Which which is huge, obviously for anybody. But the fact, Coach McNellis, that it happened to a female collegiate basketball player means what for the rest of? the women's collegiate athletic landscape in general? You know, number one, I'm absolutely happy for Caitlin Clark and for Iowa women's basketball. I do think across the board for women's basketball or women's sports as a whole, I think she has set a precedent that you can live big dreams. You can get some opportunities. There just has to be enough exposure. There has to, You have to be able to live up to your expectation. And I think that's, you know, Caitlin Clark last year during the NCAA tournament, you know, everybody was cheering because they were the underdog, you know, but she showed her worth. And I think that's what we have to do as female basketball players. The men's worth is already pre-assumed. In women's basketball or in women's sports, you can't miss a beat. You've got to back it up every day. And so because there's still so much uncertainty. So with Caitlin Clark and the success that she has had, I think definitely let younger players and other women female basketball players or female sports an opportunity to set a goal, to lock in on what Caitlin Clark has done, to be able to get those kinds of opportunities. Now, now, I will coach- tell you, that's amazing. I, I, I want to play the devil's advocate here. I hear everything you're saying, and I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I think it's fair to say you're an old-school basketball coach. Sure. But 
this doesn't settle well with me. Why are college athletes getting million-dollar deals? This child is now a professional athlete. She is. You know, and I'm, I am not the biggest fan of NIL deals. I'm not. I'm like you. Um, I think that you can keep it if you're going to help some children out. But, you know, like, for example, grad students that, that play that next year of grad school, they get no financial assistance or as um, Pell Grant or any. And they may have been on grants. That might be the only money they get, spend the money they get per, per semester. Those kids that don't have family support, to me, I think if you could help them out by giving them an NLI or an NIL of you know, $1,000, $2,000. But I just, I, I think the big dollars, just like high dollar coaches getting paid and getting fired, yeah. you're still going to make $71 million. That's just crazy. To me, that makes no sense. That no. makes no sense no. to me. No, no, no. Um, but but I, I can't even count that high. I mean, no. what are you going to do with that kind of money? I just think that financially our society is locked in on that, and I just think that's where we kind of let it get out of control. I personally think with coaches' pay, it's where it started, and now it has trickled on down to our athletes. But, but, but Coach McNellis, I think like in the Caitlin Clark situation, I think, and I don't, and quite frankly, I don't know who she signed the deals with or if it's with one company or whatever, but I think those companies need to be patted on the back for, oh, I agree. you know, for if, if you can use the term risking that money on an unknown quantity, like, right. a, like a Caitlin Clark, good for those businesses that say, yes, women are worth it. Oh, I, now I agree yeah, with I agree 100%, with that. Kelly. Yeah. You know, that it gives, you know, because it is a chance they're taking. Because it's just not something that has happened. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of like with, you know, other things where other women have been able to carry the torch for us of back when basketball, female basketball sports got scholarships and all that. I just think Caitlin uh, Clark and those companies are carrying the torch for the future of female athletes because it's not going to stop. You know, I do think the NCAA has let it get out of hand. I do think it's not always used as it was intended to use, uh, sure. be used. But unfortunately, it's not going to stop. It's not. No, no, so no. we've got to figure out ways to help our athletes get part of it. Because what happens is a T.T. Jefferson Player of the Year in the Sun Belt last year gets $150,000 to go to Louisville. You know, that's not a million, but that's happening now. We're getting coached at our level as our players get better. Coach, always great pleasure having you on the Eagle Hour, and we will get you back very, very soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Jory Lee McDowell. Glad to hear her sounding so strong. Yeah, continued prayers. uh, she's, She's got a full plate. She's tough. We'll be back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of our program. It is a great place to have lunch. It's a great place to take in the game this uh, Saturday. What time is that game? 11 a.m., believe it or not. 11 a.m., so you can probably get you some brunch there. 
Nice, good. Plate yeah, they'll of food. usually put together like a like a you know like scrambled eggs or you know kind Four of a street breakfast. Farm grill. And if you if you spill it on yourself, you can go to Town and Country Cleaners. They're the most trusted dry cleaners in town, family owned and operated. They offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, minor alterations, and of course dry cleaning. They're right across from VSM campus. They also do bulky bedding, Kelly. I was Have just going to ask that, that. I was just going to ask that, Bob. I, all those other services are important, but bulky yeah. bedding is the most important to me. Caleb Hamill's in the studio. He is the lone member of our Super Talk family from Mississippi State. Only one we've ever allowed. That, that goes network wide, by the way. Only Correct. myself and Brian Haydad. That's all it well, is. Well, he's not part of our family. No, you not, are, not our Super Talk Hattiesburg yeah, family. No, no. no uh, tell us uh, but you're an, ex- you're an exception. We have trouble with it sometimes, Caleb, but uh, but maybe not not so much. But hold on, is that why I'm here today to talk about Mississippi State? Kelly said something about soft serve ice cream. I I must yeah, be in the wrong. Studio. Kelly's always talking about soft serve some, ice cream. Some kind of food, anyway. Yeah, Kelly likes uh, likes that. He likes it with spinach. How does that sound? Creamed to you, spinach. Now, cream spinach. I'm all for ice cream and spinach. No, only no. Kelly. Only you. No, you, you if, like if mix to, it together. What about cottage cheese and ketchup? Have you guys ever tried that? I haven't tried that. But I will say cottage cheese and lasagna, surprisingly good. I favor that over ricotta. Well, right. ricotta is kind of kind of like cottage cheese. Cottage cheese always reminds me of when you mash them sores. Let's go to line one. You're on the air. Uh, I love that we're talking about this and not the team that I've pulled for. All right, so Caleb Hamill is a graduate of Mississippi State. And, again, despite that, we do let him in the building. And uh, so – Obviously, uh, Southern Miss is playing Mississippi State. A lot of turmoil up in Starkville. And I know you follow the Bulldogs. So first of all, tell us what kind of football team is Southern Miss going to face Saturday? A bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I came into the studio today, and before we got on the air, and y'all kind of started the groaning, ah, we can bring it on the Mississippi State guys. I said, guys, I, I'm probably Southern Miss's, you know, you do have Southern Miss stuff now. Compared to uh, you know, my fandom for Mississippi State this year. Because, guys, it has been tough. It has been tough to watch this team this year with all the different struggles they've gone through with you know, just the latest coach that has now ousted in Zach Arnett, uh, which people look back and say, you know, why did we hire this guy? Well, you look at the timeline of it all, they really had no choice. Right. With the untimely death of Mike Leach with the early signing day coming up, they hired Zach Arnett, I think, the week before the official mm-hmm. signing day. Mm-hmm. They were handcuffed, and that was the only thing they had available to them. It was going to be a rushed hire anyway because the carousel had already come to an end. Well, here's my next question, though. Why don't you give the guy at least a year? You you say that. You, you want him for at least one more game is what I, I'm understanding. <laughs> uh, every you look at, We're looking for every advantage. Absolutely. <laughs> and I – I joke with a couple of my buddies saying, I really wonder if the firing happened between A&M and Southern Miss because if State were to lose this game this weekend, there could be this figurative asterisk mark to say, well, it was an interim coach coaching that game. Now, actually, Caleb, I've heard, the, and, and you can maybe set this straight or not, that a lot of, that part of a big reason is because they've looked at prospects of people who have committed to Mississippi State in the future that they have not been at all impressed with the recruiting that's been going on or the lack of recruiting that's been going on. And that is one of the biggest things. And Zach Arnett in his press conference on Monday spoke about how he could see the direction of this program and what was happening, whether it was recruiting or just the football team in general, that this could not continue. That there was a time in the last week that said to him, this cannot continue. And, and State has had a couple commits decommit that were about to be in the recruiting class and come into the fold here come December uh, that State has now seen reopen their recruitment. 
and you tally that with the results that you've seen on the field, even without your top quarterback and running back, it's still stark to see the drop-off in performance in defense this season, and then also just the backups in offense have only produced two offensive touchdowns in the last four games. And, and didn't he junk the offense that Coach Leach had implemented? Oh, it completely uh, went a different direction. Hired Kevin Barbe, which – Barbe had results at his previous ventures, uh, but turned around a team that was all air raid. You know, Will Rogers, veteran air raid quarterback from Brandon, and an offensive line that had come to know how to block in that scheme mm-hmm. are completely turned around into a different set and mindset. And it's – the offensive line play has not been there this year and with that it's caused will rogers to get hurt it's caused uh, some turmoil you know as far as people cycling in and out and ultimately it's caused results to not be the way they want and doesn't it illustrate the importance of coaching because mike leach had mississippi state on the right path i don't think he did and for the folks that were you know going through the motions in those first few years I think they were able to look back at his previous stops and realize it took a little bit of time at every school. And that third and fourth year were usually the year with the best results Mm -hmm. uh, compared to what they previously had. Well, all of a sudden you look at year four for Mike Leach and he's gone. And it it really kind of left a a bad taste in your mouth thinking of what could have been. Almost to the degree that people thought what could have been in 2018 when Dan Mullen left to go to Florida. There was just this slight increase 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 and we're here and then all of a sudden you fall off the wagon but but to be fair caleb hamill you're talking about mississippi state not being very good but you're comparing them to other sec schools this is still a very talented team they have the sec talent uh but not as much talent as they've had in the in the most recent years and when you look back at the schedule i mean you're talking about the lone SEC win this team has is against a depleted Arkansas team and an ugly game. Seven to three was the final in that Who one. Who also fired their coach. Uh, have they fired? I, th- I thought Pittman was gone. Um, I don't I think maybe they were, not. I can't remember if they fired Pittman yet or if that's okay. in talks right now. Okay. Um, it proves how much I've stayed in tune. I've kind of checked out a little bit. But uh, in looking at some of the opponents State has had this year, Southeastern Louisiana had stayed on the ropes in the first half before they, they eventually um, – got on the gas in the second half, but faced an Arizona team that finished 31-24 and 24, uh, with a win in overtime over the Wildcats. And I don't believe Arizona has done that well, as I'm trying to look around at their schedule right now. But it's been, in non-conference, just not the biggest dominating wins that you would expect from an SEC program. But they've gotten the wins in non-conference, and that's why I think a lot of state fans are nervous coming into this weekend against Southern Miss, a team that's on the rise with a couple wins, winning a game in overtime that they probably were not favored in against Louisiana Lafayette, and all of a sudden Southern Miss is rising and state is on the decline. And uh, Southern Miss was a 14-point dog in Lafayette. They find themselves a 14-point dog against the dogs going into Starkville this, this Saturday morning. And where I think this comes into play is the result of this game is really going to depend on whether or not Will Rogers and Jaquavius Marks are going to be back on the field for State. Uh, they've been out absent for about three games now for both of them. I think Will Rogers had maybe one more game uh, of absence compared to Marks. But if those two are available, I, I think the 14-point spread is accurate. If it's up to Mike Wright and Chris Parson who have – neither really shown a lot of prowess here lately at least against texas a&m most recently 
then I think you're talking about a very competitive close game. You know, interesting that you talked about Dan Mullen putting together the best numbers for Mississippi State lately. His name keeps popping up on all these different lists, but yet you just, and you don't have, you're not privy to any information, but you just don't think that, you think that ship has sailed. I I think it does from just an administrative standpoint. I, I think because of his departure and the way he left that university, that he will not come back to Mississippi State. I got a name for him. Willie Fritz. Tulane. Former Georgia Southern coach. Yeah. There, there's a coach. lot of people that are on the active board right now. And honestly, what surprised me every single year has been who State has found. It's never been any of these guys we've talked about in the first week of who's the hot name on the board for you to right. get. It's always somebody that is out there that you would have never thought would be a candidate, such as a Joe Moorhead or even you know, Mike Leach coming from Washington State years ago. I don't think state fans really expected him to be a candidate and be on that list to come, but that's how it's been these last few times. And Dan Mullen was not really on radar no. way back in 2008 or either. It's a multi-million dollar job. The exiting coach gets about four mil, doesn't he? Uh, right about there. Which uh, is what the Texas A&M and M coach makes a month now, not to work. Yeah, right. can we all just be hired collectively as an SEC coach for one year and, and then, then fire retire? Me. Yes. Please, just let me fire me. Fire me after game one. Give me that buyout. Yeah. I'll live right. for the next thirty Look, years off. B- of it. Before we catch a bunch of grief here, I do want to point out that on multiple occasions, I have seen Caleb and his lovely wife at Southern Miss athletic events wearing Southern Miss swag. Oh, if you're talking about you know super regional against Ole Miss a couple years ago, I, there was no bigger Southern Miss fan at Pete Taylor Park that yep. day yep. than myself and I've my seen wife. Him. I've seen him. But regardless of who the opponent is, we have on the play-by-play guys of all these other schools, mm-hmm. and, and Mississippi State is the opponent this weekend. So, you know, it's interesting to get the, the dog's perspective, and things are not good. You know, in Starkville right now. And luckily for me, I will be right here in Hattiesburg, busy to where I don't have to put my eyes on it. I'll have basketball that I'll be calling on Saturday. And so thank the good Lord above. And, and, and I'll get to catch the box. William Carey, correct? William, William Carey, Carey yes. And guys are actually telling me on some of these different ticket websites that you can get tickets for the state Southern Miss game for four or five dollars. Really? On some of these ticket websites. You can get tickets cheaper for that game than you can parking in New Orleans. <laughs> All right, Caleb, we'll let you back in the building. I appreciate you. Caleb Hamill, everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, thanks to Caleb Hamill and, of course, Joel Lee McDellis uh, for joining us here on the Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday it edition of the Eagle Hour. D1D Bat sponsors uh, this segment of the show. Great place to take your child. Great place to go buy a gift card for Christmas. You can buy a gift card from the pro shop. You can buy a gift card for training programs. Doesn't have to be kids. It can be adults, children, D1, DBAT, Party Street, and uh, we appreciate all that they do. And, you know, with the holidays coming up too, Bob, you know how kids are at home probably three or four days, and what do they start whining about? I got nothing to do. I'm bored. I'm bored. Yeah, well, they're going to have some camps, I'm sure, at at D1 and DBAT. So check their website and uh, 
you know, take advantage of some of those holiday camps. They've Try got to get somebody out here from D1 to talk about it. Great instructors up no there. No question. No question. All right. Volleyball and basketball tonight, Mr. Sanders. Yes, the Sunbelt uh, Volleyball Tournament is underway in Foley, Alabama. Matt Foley, where mm. you might not be able to stay at a hotel down there, but you can certainly stay in a van down by the <laughs> river in Matt Foley, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> they are wow. they are playing tonight at seven o'clock against Marshall. Of course, it's single elimination. Uh, Marshall and of course the that's the good news. Bad news is is the winner gets uh, the number one seed, uh, which is Texas State, who's only lost one match all Man, season, season long. Went by fast, didn't it? Texas, yeah, Texas State, the number one seed in the in the uh, West and. Coastal Carolina is 12-0. and They're the number one seed in the East. I got you. So that's all taking place in Foley, Alabama at the Sunbelt Tournament. And of course, men's basketball tonight at the Greenhouse, 7 o'clock, NAIA opponent Xavier out of New Orleans comes to town. Yeah. And then they begin a real tough road stretch, uh, does yeah. Southern Miss, where they got some, some I, tough road I, games. I was out of pocket, but I saw that the, the men lost on the road to Akron. But that Akron pretty good basketball program, am yeah, right? Yeah, they're projected to win the MAC uh, this year. And, and you know, man, they, they'd get right there, you know, where they'd have the game tied or maybe go up by one, and then Akron would go on a 7-0 run, something like that, and they just, just couldn't get it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were a couple of key possessions that the Eagles just, just couldn't execute. But the guard court is suffering because they still don't know what's going to happen with, with Corbello. And when, is, when are they going to get around to I, making a decision? I don't know. It's, it's really ridiculous. And Mo Arnold's a great player, and I know he's one of your favorites. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. but he can't do it by himself. No, and he's helped. And with the, uh, with the injury to uh, Nef Alvarez, Nef to Alvarez, which now they're saying, you know, first they were saying, well, he might be back at Christmas. You know, might be back second week of January, you know, right about when conference play starts. Well, now they're not sure that he's going to be back at all. So, And then one of the big post players is out for there. He gets hurt out for the year. Yeah. Right. So Southern Miss, with, and both men and women's teams were projected to finish fourth in the Sun Belt this year. Southern Miss men's team will begin conference play right after Christmas, which is going to be here before you know it, Bob. Right, right. Uh, they'll open uh, against Georgia Southern over in Statesboro, I think on the 27th of December. So. All right, so my family and I, we're up in the mountains. We take an annual family get-together. We all had a great time watching the football game Thursday night. It was, a, And I texted Coach and just told him my whole family had a great time uh, watching you guys. But what I kind of lost track of a little bit was NFL football. And, and I was shocked, Kelly. I'm not poking fun at you. I was genuinely shocked to hear that Texas had beaten Cincinnati. But then I see Denver beat Buffalo, I mean, it just goes on down the line. It's totally unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, Denver, you know, coached by the former Saints uh, coach. The Broncos have won like four in a row now, something like that. And the quarterback that everybody had given up on, Russell Wilson, is now playing with some purpose. Bengals did not start out well against the Houston Texans. And and whatever the Texans did to shut that Bengal offense down, now people will begin to emulate – and, you know, nobody gave – and, look, this pains me to say. Nobody gave the Pittsburgh Steelers a chance this year. Mm-hmm. They were projected to finish dead last in that AFC North. And here they are. Never count them out. And the Browns are playing well. Yeah. The, and then you've got the Ravens. Isn't that coming up? Uh, Ravens and Bengals tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. It's the Thursday night game tomorrow night. The Ravens mm-hmm. and Bengals. And, you know, Todd Munkin, the OC, at Mississippi State fans are kind of salivating. Saying, 
Hey, not coming back. That they need to get they need to get Munkin to be the head coach at uh, he made Mississippi it clear State to us when he was here that his desire was to coach in the NFL, and that's where he's at. And I think Todd Munkin is going to be an NFL head coach. Is what I think. And it, it, look, he's already got two natties with Georgia, right? Yeah. If he goes to the, he's with the Ravens. They're going to be a contender for the Super Bowl. Can you imagine if? He's already got the two natties at college. If he wins the Super Bowl with the Ravens, can we say Saints head coach? Wow, how would that be, huh? Well, I think he at least wants to have a chance to compete. Yeah, and that's why the Commodores are not on his list. He, he wants to have a chance. Well, and the to Saints, the Saints crapped the bed again. You know, they go. Can you say that on the air? I've got to check with the lawyer. About what the that. Saints craps the bed? Oh, I thought Second it was Saints. Second time I've heard that. I yeah. Well, I mean, you just can't – you don't know what to expect with those guys. No. You know? I and then mean, you see Peyton doing what he's doing with Denver, and you think, hmm, there's the secret right there. And maybe, Kind of the opposite of what you see in New England. I think we now know what the secret was there. Uh, are you going to make me say that again? That, Go that, ahead. That, what do you think the secret was in New England, Kelly? <sighs> What do you think it was, Bob? I'm gonna... I think it was Tom Brady. Oh, what do you think? I knew you were going to say that. I, knew... <laughs> I refuse. I absolutely refuse. All right, good to be back, Kelly, and I'll have the show the rest of the week. And to the guy on Facebook that told me I needed to come back from vacation, thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. He was kidding, Kelly. He was, I hope so. He was laughing about it. I did the best I could. He was laughing about it, Kelly. <laughs> hey, we appreciate anybody listening to the show, right? Right, that's for sure. Kelly and I will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Nobody I'd rather work with. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.